I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchant TV. Great to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Happy Draft Day, everybody. Happy Draft Day. If you're so inclined and you're in Tallahassee, or if you've got the time to get here. I don't know, maybe you're not in Tallahassee, but you're on your way. We'll be at uh, Bumpus Local 349 tonight, just laying back. Having a couple cold ones, enjoying the food and enjoying the draft. Enjoying the draft. Thanks to David Hale. Interview with him last hour, ESPN.com, college football writer. And uh, all things NIL, changing landscape, college football, transfer portal, and uh, coaches' thoughts on that. Lack of uh, any real regulatory bodies doing anything. Nobody seeming to know the direction that it's going to go. If you missed all of that and much, much more. Uh, we'll repost it. Of course, it'll be posted as soon as the show ends, and you can find it here on video forum on Warchant TV. But we'll post it on uh, Twitter and on Warchant.com uh, as well. That is a strange thing that, um, you know, being in the middays rather than, you know, working into the evenings and the night. Yeah. If you lived in Tampa, Orlando, Atlanta, and other places, you could make it to Bumpas in time if you left right now. And you'd have some time to spare. You could probably stop at a rest area for a half an hour and still make it to Bumpus you in could. time. You could. You know, we almost had something that I've dreamt of. This is a complete 180 and aside. It does involve sports, but it's certainly not something that you ever see, and I've been waiting to see it, just as I used to want to see it in tennis. We came closer in tennis than we ever have on the PGA Tour. It was nearly a fight today on the range at the Open there in Mexico. How great is that? Players had to be separated. Now, dude. So I, I'll let you know. I'm going to have to go find this. Uh, Grayson Murray and Kevin Na got into it on the range. Oh, what do you know? A guy named Grayson is oh, no, a little Gra- sensitive? Well, there's two things here. I think I'm probably going to end up siding with Grayson. I don't know, but here you go. 
I didn't realize the two of these individuals had a Twitter spat back in January. And um, <clears throat> this is where it stems from. Not as broadcast as the Bryson Brooks one, I guess. No, this one's better because this seems legit. As it's real. So back during the Sony Open in Hawaii, Na was walking in his putts, which he likes to do. You know, he does a quick little step thing. That's his thing, right? His signature trait. That's how he's walked out of majors, too, on, like, Friday afternoons. Sirius XM's uh, Chantel McCabe tweeted, Kevin Na walking in his putts never gets old. She tweeted that out. Grayson Murray, not a fan, quote tweeted and said, Kevin Na taking three minutes to putt them does, though. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness which is funny this is the first person named grayson that i like i'm like there we go how about that so that's what he tweeted nah took a shot um because grayson murray had <laughs> this is this is kind of a low blow but anyhow nah countered Grayson Murray at that point had not made a tour start since July because he was recovering from alcohol abuse and he had entered a center. So I immediately thought, oh, no, where's this going, right? He'd taken time away from the game to get sober, all right? Nah just noted, you missing the cut every week is getting old, too. So that's not bad. He he took the high road He took a high road there. He could have, yeah, could have gone. So... It looked like the two of them were going to end it there. Murray returned to competition. He's made four starts this year. Uh, But he did note that they had, he did an interview this week, did Grayson Murray, that they had uh, a heated exchange on the range. I was hitting balls on the range, kind of had my head down, walking to the chipping green. Sure enough, I hear somebody yelling and cursing at me as I walk by. That somebody was nah. I'm not going to report every word that he said, but basically there was a lot of profanity involved. He called me a not-so-nice word about how I should have said all of this in uh, face-to-face in person. Uh, he didn't like that I didn't tag him in the post, which I'm pretty sure I did, by the way. I'm sure Chantel had already tagged him as well. So if I respond, he's going to see it. We know how this works. Uh, I'm not afraid. I mean, look, I'll tag him every day if he wants. <laughs> It's so petty and ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, In front of many of the competitors there on the range, the argument escalated. Murray walked towards him, and then it got to where people needed to uh, separate them because he was in his face, and he told him, in essence, we can throw down right now. I don't mind getting suspended. Let's go. And that's when it got broken up. So... I'll give anything to see it go down. I've wanted golfers to punch each other for years. I know it's a gentlemanly sport. I'm not supposed to say those things. But just on the range, come on, man. I'm not talking about violating the rules or the spirit of the rules on the course during competition. But on the range, if you hate each other, all right. All right. Let's go. Also, if you're going to fight Kevin Na, I can't think of a safer place to be on the planet than in a fight with Kevin Na. Like, really. What is he going to do? He'll do what Arenado did yesterday at uh, the St. Louis Stadium. He'll talk, wait for somebody to get in between him and you, and then he'll talk some more. But he'll wait. He won't take a step. Three quarters of the time, baseball players do that. That one bothers me. Um, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, 
I have no problem being upset with somebody throwing something near my head and, and thinking that it's intentional and deciding to do something about it. But when you're going to do something about it, you got to do something about it. Like, right. Like, like I know, know enough. Like, I remember the conversation, Dean Palmer, Tallahassee's own, telling his dugout, I think it was when he was in Detroit, that he was going to get hit. He told me the story. He knew he was going to get hit because of problems that they had had the last time Texas and Detroit played. And he said, I'm gonna this guy, I can't remember the pitcher, is gonna hit me. And if he hits me, I'm going. So get ready. It's on. I'm not fooling around. If he throws at me, we're fighting right now. And he said he got in the box and was like, It's gonna happen. I know he's gonna hit me. And he did. Hit him in the middle of the back. And he like, Bap! He's like, the ball barely hit me, and I had already started the sprint. I couldn't wait to beat his ass. And he sprint and it was on. And you can find that video and it's hilarious, but everybody's on the top step because they know it's coming. Now that's a real fight. Both sides know what the other is about. That's why I love it in hockey. You want you want to go? You do. You want to go? Whop! Gloves go right, down. Yeah. Happened the other night. You got to wait till the puck drops, though, or else you you can get suspended. So right? They're talking beforehand. Oh, like, I love. Are you ready to go? Eh? Let's yeah. go. Well, it's all it's it's almost maniacal in a way. It's very like they're calm. Like they're asking each other, "You you want to fight?" Because I do. So right, and then they switch into killer mode and then once the fight's over they're no, being separated yeah. nine times out of ten they're yeah. like good fight good fight all right thanks i've seen in cases where one guy beat somebody half to death before it got you know fixed and the guy who's bleeding profusely from the face gets up pats him on the ass like good shot you got me that was, that was good that's good we'll do it again down the line yeah, there was one i for, it was in the playoffs a couple of years ago i think it might have involved vegas i forget but there was an injury to a player from vegas i think it was or the team that they were playing and there was a, an answering for the hit because the hit was dangerous it wasn't intentional but there was an injury and so this player had to fight basically because they injured another person oh. and they didn't try to it wasn't dirty but it's you have to answer the bell you have to answer the bell and there was it was mic'd up and the fight what happens and then after the person on the team that was offended the team that had its player hurt said to the guy who hurt him it's over all right we're good now it's over thank you like it's the code has been the rules fulfilled. are in the play go. there. Yeah, that happened the other night with the Lightning and the Panthers, uh, and it was a uh, the ass kicking night. Yeah, the, the night that the Panthers the eight the eight to four the germination night. of doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Panthers were so doubting they lost to Boston. So you know it's 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 all in there. Friggin' Boston. So I had a futures bet on them, and it was one oh three and a half for the uh -huh, season. Uh -huh. You have you seen the record in the second half? It's, it took like 800 percentage hockey. And they're doing it. And they've hit the over. I mean, it's sad. So do we get this tonight? Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson, Daryl Stingley Jr., Kim Iquanu, uh, uh, I think is how you say the name. Old Icky. Uh, the fat kid from NC State who like, I think is highly They overrated. call him Icky. Yeah. Uh, Charles Cross, do we get that? Or Evan Neal? Do we get that top five? Or does somebody move in while another moves out? Do we get any shakeup atop the draft? I sure hope so. Never underestimate an NFL franchise's ability to trade up too far to take a quarterback who's not good. It happened with how many different quarterbacks over the years? Oh, it happened not all the, the least time. of which was Trubisky, where the Bears went up one spot. They traded the farm to San Francisco for one spot to take Trubisky. And you can make an argument from where we sit today that Trubisky's probably a better option for a team. I don't think probably. I mean, we've seen it play out this way than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he's on the Giants this year, right? It's a Daniel Jones, Trubisky quarterback battle. Yeah, and Trubisky got a job last year, and people thought, all right, well, nobody's picking up Baker Mayfield right now, and they're not in the race to do so. Cleveland's going to have to eat all of that. 
20 whatever million. Right. It, unless the Panthers are just that stupid. No. You know, because they're one of the teams no. that are tied to Baker, but it's I'm not going to pay until you do. No big deal. You got to pay him to walk away. Then we can try it out. But who are we bidding against? I just don't know why you do that. I don't see the point. Like, is it a stopgap measure? Because you know, like, if you're sitting in a room with a guy and say, okay, what's the point? What's the point? Is Baker Mayfield going to be Pro Bowl level good three years from now? Is he going to be the kind of quarterback that I can win a Super Bowl with in three years, four years? No. No. There have been no indicators that that is the case. So what you just spinning your wheels? What's the point of that? I mean, if you're Carolina right now, you just you draft one of those two tackles, Cross or Neal, probably. Uh, they're drafted at uh, six, so they're going to get one of those two guys. And and you, you take that and you move on, Big River man. I'm not worried about bringing in yeah. Baker freaking Mayfield. I'd rather take one of the quarterbacks that's available this year, who I also don't think any of them are going to be great. There's an outside chance, I suppose. Uh, that your boy from Pitt, Pickett, could be good. He could be okay. He could be. He could be yeah. serviceable. I yeah. think he may be a little bit more than serviceable. I think the he Steelers might. might take him tonight. That's my theory, but we'll see. It's not a terrible pick. I mean, I, I Kenny Pickett is of those quarterbacks, a guy that I'd take a flyer on if I needed a quarterback. Yeah, you know, he's big and strong. I think if athletic. I'm an organization that I know we're going to need a, a franchise quarterback, I do everything in my power to trade assets this year to see if I can secure a, a deal with a bad team, a team I think is going to give me a top 10 pick next year, and do it tonight. You better hope. Just get out in front better of better hope that uh, risk you're taking uh, comes to be. Like, what sorry team of that group do you think has zero chance of seriously upgrading their draft status? That is to say, fall further down because they actually win a bunch of games in the regular season. So Jacksonville. Okay. That's- and they have a franchise quarterback. Perfect partner. So you want to move up to number one? No, no. I'm saying I will. <laughs> I will find a way to acquire their first round pick with a bunch of stuff. Like I'll just throw the moon at them, acquire assets, get as many picks or assets as I can, including Jacksonville's first round pick next year, if it's possible, in order to increase my chances as a franchise to land a quarterback that I need next year. The answer is not this year. I bet you the Jets would trade with you. Probably. You don't have to move up that Again, far. Zach Wilson, they've got a young quarterback right. answer, even though they're going to be bad. You could move up to four to the Jets and like work at some deals where you get next year's pick somehow there. Giants, well, they don't oh, Or, know. again, give them another pick plus a player. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, give them my pick this year plus a player plus a second and a fifth. Give me your first next year. Whatever it is, whatever the chart, because they all have that chart. What about the sorry-ass Falcons? They don't seem to be upwardly mobile. They should be in the market for a first-round pick next year. <laughs> they should. I mean, they will be. You know what? Yeah. They don't need to make a trade uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. because they will have that top-five pick next year. That's a good point. Marcus ain't doing that. He ain't keeping them out of the top five or top six in the draft next year. You know, I saw uh, – I was laughing earlier today. There was a mock that had Jordan Davis falling down somewhere in the neighborhood of 19, something like that. I was like, well, I mean – that's not very far from where Tampa Bay picks. I want the biggest, baddest, deepest defensive line in the league every year. I want to walk out there going, you ain't running. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've already got one this year, Tampa does, but those answers are going away. Like, Golston can't play forever. No, and he's not He's been there since good. almost I was in college, but he's a really good situational yeah, run-stopping yeah, yeah. defensive end. Yeah. Sue, even if you bring him back, and it looks like with the Brady restructure, he will come back. I mean, at some point. Yeah. And Vita's not trustworthy well, for down I mean, in and down love, out. Yeah, and I love Vita, but you're right. He's, he's not. Health-wise, mm-hmm. it's just something could go wrong. You're not allowed to be that big. 
if they t- if they went defensive tackle tonight, done. No problem. Well, I never have a problem with offensive tackle, offensive guard, center. I don't have a problem with anything on the line. In the line of scrimmage, the line of scrimmage in general. Uh, Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson, that's it. Boomer bust tonight with Tampa Bay. Either one of those two specific guards. By the way, Zion played some center as well. So you got Love that versatility. You have a little versatility there. Yep. As Ashley Schaefer once said, consider it done. <laughs> I could watch the excerpts from that recording, those videos, 150 times a day. Even I the, laugh every time. Even the subsequent season that's not nearly as good. It's his whole, scene. His scene. He's oh, on, at the dinner table? And then he's in a biker gang yeah. as well. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like scooters. Yeah. <laughs> Kia is a superior automobile. They found me with... <laughs> Those cocaine residue in yeah, the BMWs with, he was selling. Yeah, uh, yeah automatic weapons <laughs> yeah. caches with traces of, of cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the jeff cameron show brought to you by orange theory fitness two tallahassee locations midtown on thomasville road and north side in the village common shopping center online at orangetheoryfitness.com Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Happy, happy draft day. I just read a stat that blew me away. The athletes of today, right? That conversation, how many times have we had it? It started for me a while back when freshmen would come in. Uh, this is when football was uh, very different, Tom. The freshmen would come in, and they would all do this lap around the track. It was ridiculous. That's the way things used to be, right? You do these little... Uh, old school tests of athleticism. But I remember thinking one day about 17 years ago, it seems to me the freshmen that are coming in are much bigger than in my day, and they're all running faster and uh, further and uh, more frequently. And uh, I don't know how they lug around 215 pounds at that speed for that distance. And that was my way of kind of judging the new dawn uh, of the new athlete and where we were at in college football, sports-specific year-round training, obviously nutrition, that stuff that has changed the game and changed bodies that play it. And here's a stat of today's athlete where you go, what? That's a real thing? There's a, that Virginia Tech edge rusher, Amare Barno, that kid, you remember him from last year? I mean, you didn't watch a lot of Virginia Tech because they were kind of irrelevant. But that kid is, he's going to get drafted, not in the first round, I don't think, but he's going to get drafted. That dude ran a 4.3640, has a 37 inch vertical, and weighs 250 pounds. This that is that is frightening. 
Yep, the evolution of sports, I'm Man telling you. Alive. These playing fields were not designed for what we're doing to them or surfaces, whatever you want to call it. like the NBA basketball court. You have dudes who are 6'10" minimum now. 6'10" who can shoot and dribble better and than the out. best three-point shooter 20 years ago. 25 years ago, yeah. Maybe 15 years ago. Routinely, that's what these guys can do and they can also play down low. Like how did they envision? They couldn't have when the peach baskets went up and this thing started, whatever, the NBA 40s or the 50s, that that court size would hold those behemoths capable of... I mean, look at Jaws dunk the other night on poor Malik Beasley. Oh, man. A dude that small doing that? That's unbelievable. I've watched it probably 25 times. It is special. He looks right at him. <laughs> I mean, that is like... I'm, right. Oh, I'm, I'm about to size this up. You're, you square up all you want. You're in trouble. You're not going to win this battle. Yeah, that's an otherworldly uh, vertical. That that vertical that allows you to jump over men who are your height or bigger easily, not just do it, but easily to the point where, you know, you're decent. <laughs> that's just a toughie. whole lot of... Um, you're like six feet out from the rim and you're looking above it. I mean, that's mm, reserved for elite company. Uh, Jordan Davis, the aforementioned defensive tackle. Do you realize if you look at the percentiles versus other defensive tackles uh, in these categories where he rates for every defensive tackle that has participated in the combine, all right? So imagine a man that size. And then think about – so we all watched him at Georgia, and we thought, my, that's, that's different. People don't look like that. He finished amongst defensive tackles. 99% in the broad jump. His height is at 98%. His weight is at 95%. His wingspan is at 77%. Arm length at 78%. Hand size, 93%. His 10-yard split was 83 percentile. His 40-yard dash for a man amongst all of the defensive tackles at that size, 97%. Vertical jump over 80%. So if you take this, you put him in... Your upper 99 percentile broad jump, height, weight, all 95% or above. Vertical jump, 40-yard jazz, 97 or 80% and 97% respectively. That's insane. How can you be that big and finish in those percentiles? That's, that is unbelievable. Well, and most importantly, you turn on the tape and he's a good football player. <laughs> right, right. You know, I get, I'm just saying that that is... But you put the two, the two things together at that size. Yeah. That makes and you know the wingspan really for the interior. Do you really care that much? No, I, I care more. I like the hand size. He's gonna yeah. get his mitts on you. That's right. your ass. And even if you're a little stubby, you know that's fine. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just your job is very different from an offensive. No, yeah, you, in terms you can't of reach. be stubby if you're a tackle. Right, offensive tackle. Right, no. Uh, man, that's just it's something to behold. I. I I don't even know what to say about that. I, I saw those numbers this morning prepping for today and just thinking to myself, well, that doesn't make any sense. Who looks like that? Who can do those things? It is nuts. The first-round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, That's buddy. who. Fall on down the board, big shooter. I love it, but, man. Also, uh, something I didn't get to ask David Hale last hour, if you read uh, Jack Swarbrick's comments, Notre Dame's Jack Swarbrick's comments on the future of college football, it is kind of fun. Um, he, he's talking about where college football is going, and, and you can tell he's upset. We went from what people thought was an overly restrictive market 
to the most unrestricted labor market in the history of sports. <laughs> He's like, zero to a thousand. And he thinks there's no chance the NCAA can rein in any of it, including uh, recruiting inducements. I'm glad at least he admits that these are, in fact, inducements. There's no, I, I love these rules. There can't be inducements. Oh, but there, that's all there are. That's all there are. It morphed, did the NIL, according to Swarbrick, so quickly into talent acquisition fees as opposed to what NIL was supposed to be. Yes, we, we also all first guessed that that's exactly what was going to happen, right? So there had always been this uh, widespread supposition that college football would create a new upper-level division that might include up to 60 programs. David Hale and I talked about that last hour. You and I both lit up as we talked about it because we know it's the only thing that's going to save Florida State. Right. Yeah, that's why I was wondering what he'd say to your question, which was, is it going to be the conference or the network that takes the first step? Because if the networks are in a bad deal, the networks can just say, this is a bad deal for us. We don't need it. And if I'm, let's just say ESPN and Fox could get into a room at some point because those are the two principal players. Maybe CBS re-enters the fold a little bit. And there will be a lot of others who are willing because of video rights and streaming. Right, right. Yes, like, yes. yes. NBC might a want to jump back Amazon, in. Amazon can do it. They already do NFL football. So, right, yeah. Right, yes. There are more, yes, more Twitter, Twitter. places on the marketplace right. is a good thing for college football because you want to be able to sell to as many places as possible. But... For right now, Fox and ESPN hold all the cards because they have most long-term deals. And even when they come up, those are your principal players. Could they get into a room where they talk to each other? I'm talking TV executives. TV executives, because there is no commissioner of college football, and they say, you know, it's better for us if we just call this what it is. Let's stop paying money to the Big 12 in droves. Let's stop paying money to the ACC in droves or the PAC in droves. Let's build the two mega conferences. We've only got two bills that we're paying. We're going to be like CBS and Fox for the NFL you get one half of the super conferences, we get the other. You got crossover games, it's all fun and games, and then we trade off the championship in the playoff. There you go. Let's make it work for ourselves. Why are we paying five bills when we could pay two and make a hell of a lot more money for it? The thought, by the way, and something to think about here as we look ahead, about the teams you know, coming together that want to play big boy football, for lack of a better term, and making up this upper-level division of college football that would be separate from other college football institutions. So it, let's say that is 60 programs. We've all sat around and done the math, right? Like which of these teams would, would want to opt in and play and who would be invited and all that. Thankfully, we're always included in the list of teams that would be invited. Um, the, the idea of that was that the new division would remain under NCAA's umbrella, but there's no chance of that now. NCAA is impotent, as I said before. Swarbrick said this. And he has doubts about the separation, whether or not it'll be that simple. Um, the fractured lines within the 130-member FBS could leave two disparate approaches. Schools that operate athletics within a traditional educational structure and those who tie sports to the university in name only. And that's what you want. This is the model I was talking about in 12, which is pick it. What do you want to be? And I'm talking from the player perspective. Do you want a guaranteed four-year scholarship? That no matter what happens to you, injury, performance is terrible, whatever, you are guaranteed those four years to pursue your degree for free. Or do you want to take a bag of cash? And if you suck, we can cut you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we'll get raw with it. You're your not choice. Any good, you got to go. I would prefer that that's where they go. Here's your choice. Well, it's very upfront, isn't it? Uh, on the one end of the spectrum, quote, you license the school name, 
and you run an independent business that's engaged in sports. The other end of the spectrum, you're integrated into the university in terms of decision-making and requirements. I do think, I don't know, though, Tom, because this goes back to what I said before. Professional sports already exists. The NFL already exists, and they do it better. I don't know, man. I mean, <clears throat> are you going to be that? If, yeah, if but, all you're doing is lending your name. But what is college sports? What's college football now? It's not a college sport. Well, it is for a lot of places. It's just not for the ones that contend for national championships. And want to. And, and want and, to, right. Yeah. Like, like It's not for Alabama, Ohio State, and like teams like that. Boston whatever. College gets to live the lie. They yeah. get the money even though they don't do anything. Syracuse. Yeah. Wake Forest with its enrollment. I'll always come back. I know that they're a top 20 team this year, but, I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Where's the investment back in football? They get to be both. Meanwhile, there are some that are committing all the way. Some are failing while they're committing, and we've yeah. done that over the last you know six, seven years. Mm-hmm. But college sports isn't college sports anymore, especially with football. Like, you know, we talk about softball. Almost, that's a college sport. Yeah, almost certainly so baseball. Football, just football pretty much. I, I, yeah, baseball is still – very collegial. It's pseudo-professional. You can't put this back in the bottle, I don't think, unless you create a bona fide minor league or that's what the USFL well, or the XFL yeah. becomes that they could take kids out of high school. And so you have two paths, like you're yeah. a baseball player. But then it's not college at all. I, I... But if it was, if you could return it back to that way and say the XFL and the USFL are your AA and AAA that you could get called up into a Buccaneers affiliate organization, and you could choose that path, and that's where the money is. There is no money in college besides the full cost of attendance. Right, yeah. Maybe that could put the, the genie back in the bottle, but short of that, I don't know what can. I think there would there would be a real draw to the other uh, 70 schools, if we're using 60 as an example for the Super Conference. There would be a real draw to the other 70 FBS schools that just decided to play college football in the way we know it. So you would everybody would know we're on the same page here. These are the rules that we are going to follow, the NCAA or some such entity. It doesn't have to be the NCAA, which I don't want to prop up. Um, but, but, but these are collegial rules. You get cost of attendance. That's what you get. You get meals and a free place to live and all that. Um, but but that's, that's it. So you know when you're watching that particular brand or that particular league of football, say BYU versus Virginia. Well, this is college football. These kids are truly amateurs, and that's what I'm watching, the way I pretended to watch them in the 80s, even though there was a lot of nefarious things going on anyhow. Whereas the other one is, we know, very, very disparate and very, very different, and those players are all being paid, and this is a... I bet there would be a draw from the fans of of the sport towards the former. Because, again, I could just watch pro football if I want to watch pro football. Yeah, there would be a draw. Like, it it would... Get better ratings in the South than the aforementioned once again XFL or USFL. Yeah, the USFL like both would not, exist. Yeah. But I mean, you'd be locked the hell in on FSU Auburn this weekend, and you love that too. I don't know, man. I don't know because again, in that scenario, you're just lending the name. It's not like they did. Like when David and I were just talking about one of the things that is always a draw to college football was that those kids were on the same campus you were on, attending the same school you did, sat in the same classrooms you did, lived a, a similar life. But did they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, they did. They maybe did. for like six hours of their day at most, at most when they're in class. But they got to go work out. 
They got to go no, but do tutoring. They got to go study halls, film room, yeah. practices. Film room and practices is the only thing that was really different. I mean, study hall kids in college go to tutors all the time. That you know, all went to the same cafeteria. No, I'm just. I think the the landing of the name. This is the kid who grew up in free agency. You know, that's the difference in our generations. Is as I grew up in the '90s, which was the era of free agency. Is I think this is more honest. It is. I, I mean, the, all it, of these things simultaneously can be true. It is more honest. It is more upfront. It is. I mean, no longer behind closed doors and under the table and all of that. I, I agree. I, I think that what the, the longing that the college football fan feels is not going to be satiated by this. What we're creating here, which is this. Hey, even though we're being honest about it, it's you know everybody's getting paid. It's pro football. I, I got pro football. I watch pro football on Sundays. I'm good with that. They do it better anyhow. And then on but that's my helmet. Those are my well, colors. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's the laundry thing again. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The Jeff Cameron Show is sponsored by the legendary team at Hamilton Home Loans. Great rates, cutting-edge technology, and transparent communication is the recipe for a five-star mortgage experience at FSUHomeLoans.com. Hey! Three Real Talk Radio War Chant TV. Great to be with you on a draft night. We will, or draft day, heading towards the night. Good times, good times indeed. ISF, you want to do amazing things. You have big visions and goals for the future and work hard to move your agency forward while navigating the unique challenges inherent in government operations. Yeah, man, ISF understands that. They've been helping government clients like you to solve the future for over four decades. And they do it nationally, even though they're located right here in Tallahassee. They've worked in 18 different states. They help state governments solve the future using strategy, process, technology. You throw those key components, those three key components in, and that sets the bar for long-term success. They'll help you do that. Obviously, ISF will help advise, protect, advance your business technology objectives. That's all true. We solved for the future, I think, just a moment ago. Kind of. It doesn't really completely make it doesn't lead to a satisfactory ending there for all involved but we it is it, these are choppy waters Tommy it's very difficult to figure this all out right now what we don't like is this feeling of being untethered to anything that resembles rules like so we could just do anything because there are people capable of doing more of anything than we can is the why we don't like it the thing is, and, and uh, also, uh, there was a bit of a solving for the future, the immediate future, with uh, Eric, who uh, has tossed us uh, some money tonight. Oh, let me, let, me, let me say thank you so much, Eric. Always appreciate that. I don't always have the chat up, so it's not me actively ignoring you. It's me not reading the chat. So uh, thank you, Eric. Thanks for uh, contrib- uh, your contributions. And the beers will flow tonight. 
We talked about this on the phone today, too. This is not just on the air conversation where we have to force it. We're very interested in where this is all going because there is a life raft, I believe. I, I don't know that yes. you do. I, I really think that there's a life raft coming for FSU, be it by the networks or, or this. Yeah, a super conference. Yeah, the tectonic plates that I are just, shifting I just here. like some rules within it. And I don't mean rules that restrict, severely restrict players who've earned it to make the money that they could make off their name, image, and likeness. We're for that. We've been for that. We just think that it's swung too far the other way currently and and that there are no rules that are unilateral. The problem is we're operating under different rules in the state of Florida than they yeah. are in other states. We need some things that resemble structure here so that everybody's playing under the same guidelines. We talked about, uh, brought up a kind of a radical idea this morning on the phone, which was what if you just shrunk from 85 and you reduce the amount of players that could come to each institution. Oh, scholarships, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what if you reduce the amount of uh, scholarships? It worked one time before. I mean, you used to look on the Alabama sidelines when Bear Bryant was there, and there'd be 100-and-some-odd kids because they could do that. There were no right. scholarship restrictions. Now there are. So it's a it's a tough economic equation, though, because the fewer players that you would allow on campus, the more money you could pay each and every one of those players if you're in Alabama or in A&M, Georgia, you name your your big time school with again i keep waiting for harvard money. to decide to win the national championship because they got more money than all everybody would but it's still fewer players there are more players for everybody else you know imagine if duke basketball or kentucky basketball 10 years ago when calipari was the only one really perfecting the one and done game what if they had 20 slots on their roster it's like oklahoma softball right now <laughs> there's a there's a signing class at 12 they get 10 of the you know top 12 the people players, in, yeah. in the in the country what if the roster size was smaller? What if there were more players to go around? Sure, on the secondary market, as your players got better, if you don't have unlimited money, they would transfer to Alabama for their junior years. But at least you'd get them in the beginning, and you might be able to be competitive with maybe 5 to 10 of those top slot offers that you could get to. But the problem is you have to think radically right now because it is a radical time. Things are nuts. Well, and they, they, they just lagged behind. Um, they just lagged behind forever, and they had all the evidence in the world that it was coming down the pike. They knew that the system in place was not sustainable, and they were basically told that you're going to lose in court, you're going to be handed a loss time and again, and uh, and they were. And they didn't get out in front of it, and now here's where we're left. We're left to this weird set of circumstances where anything goes. I was cracking up. I didn't get to ask a question I wanted to ask. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to ask him about the fact <laughs> Dapo Sweeney spends a lot of time reversing course or walking back previous statements these days. He is forever having to do that because of all the dumb things he said previously that he now knows he can't adhere to, such as, I'm never going to use the transfer portal. We won't allow it. Mm. My transfer portal's in that locker room. Guess what, Dabo? Your offensive line sucked last year. Have you noted that Clemson's in the market for... An offensive lineman in the transfer portal? Actively, he's talking about it publicly. Oh, so you're not sticking by your guns there. You're not leaving going to the NFL like you told everybody you would if players got paid? That was the first time. That's now, entitlement right we've there. Had, we've had to walk that back. Now, now we'll never utilize the transfer portal. Clemson's different. We don't do that. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, you're not different. You, you are going to do that. Okay. So what do you stand for, well, Debo? We live in a world where you can lie every minute and still have. Yeah, I understand. You know, I understand. But a large percentage of people believe you. Yeah, but or or be disingenuous. They don't believe you. They don't. Right. They just like you. No. But mm. so what does he care? If that's the way the world works outside of sports in a more meaningful setting, then he can just do whatever the hell he wants, and he knows it. Well, I mean, that would be the 
steps taken, a man lacking character. But if you want to stand by well, something that you hold to be true. Listen. <laughs> he, <laughs> he's got as much slime as he does bronzer on him every year we go to Charlotte. I can't wait for you to be back there this I year. Won't, I can't wait to be back there as well. I'm excited to be back there. Thanks. I'm going to be excited to see you too. But, uh, but the problem is they won't give me my interview. And we had, and he would admit to this, a very good interview. Even though his handler kept staring at me. Mm-hmm. He looked at me like security at NBA games are looking at protesters down by the side of the court now. They're all like, I got you. Make your move. Make your move. There have been really wonderful form tackles. Some shots being taken. I love it. If you get him this year because they make a mistake, you know, somehow the ACC like, ignores oh, Clemson. Oh, Cameron. No. Right. The ACC ignores, you know, Clemson's requests of who not to talk to. Can you just ask him, is there more sin now in the world than ever before? Oh, wouldn't you love that? Please, I mean it. Well, you know how that's going to go. You are asking yes. a question that you know. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, there is more God. sin now oh, than well, ever before. Yeah, no, it would be it would be a diatribe, uh, <laughs> a very predictable diatribe. Why be. do we live in a culture of entitlement? Why are there so many takers, Dad? Yeah, yeah. Is the world more sinful now than when you were a kid in Alabama? I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. What about the world? Is there more sin in the world or just the United States? <laughs> wouldn't it be great? You'd get compelling radio. Oh, it would be. And it would be uncomfortable because yes. he wouldn't know that I was making fun of him, but maybe he would. Um, he's not dumb, actually. I don't mean to imply that. He's. No. He's not he's, dumb. Mm. I'm not telling you he's a Mensa. I'm right. just saying he's yeah. not dumb. He's played the game. Right. He's played the game. Right. Yeah. That's like a televangelist. I mean, they're stealing yes. money. Yes. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's an awful thing, but they know what they're doing. But he's also kind of dumb. Yes, he, there's, there are degrees here. There are degrees. If you're going to put on a social media video of you trying to rap and putting on gloves no, and talking about drip. That's just you're out of touch. You, you're. That's really dumb. Like that you, you think have, that you could pull that off? Yeah, is but you don't dumb. have good handlers at that point. Because somewhere along the way, all of us, myself included, and I would say you've entered that realm now too in your mid thirties. Yeah, yeah. We are completely, as it should be, by the way, we are completely disconnected to an eighteen-year-old. I mean, you don't have anything in common with an eighteen-year-old. That's one of my favorite parts of going to practice. Is sometimes the playlist is your era, my era, right, and right. then sometimes it's the current era. I'm like, what is this? This doesn't even make any sense. Well, of course, but what I'm saying is... They're just is, throwing tones on a... Bring, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what right, is this? Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't take any talent to do that. Right, right. It's Yes, this is it's what the happens. cycle. Yeah. yeah, it happens all the time. Um, I think that, yeah, there's a disconnect between anybody that, you know, once you get into your 30s, you're not connected to a 16, 17... You shouldn't be. If you are, then, you know, it's arrested development. But if you, it, it, you know, once that happens, you, you have greater concerns to worry about than... What you know? What's on Drake's new album or whatever? I mean, you you have to think about the mortgage or whatever else. So there's a disconnect. That's why if your job requires you to relate to those kids in some capacity that is meaningful to your future employment, you better have some people around you to help you make those decisions. And those people better have your best interest in mind, such as right. Dabo. This is a bad idea, Brian Kelly. You ought not fake an accent and dance around like an a-hole with this kid here in this video. This is not gonna this isn't gonna work. Alabama slammer. 
like, if it's here's another corporate guy. This He takes things way too personally on social media, but here's another corporate type in the college football world. Kirk Herbstreet. He'll respond to people on Twitter and get in all caps shouting matches. And you're like, my man, you're the face of Cheez-It. When the NCAA (laughs) football game comes back, your voice is going to be on it. You don't need to do that. But Kirk is not about to go on social media and talk about Kirk Herbstreet's got that drip. I mean, it's just what in the world? I I would hope not. Sir. I'm hurt having heard you do that. Right. I'm hurt doing it. Yeah. Trying right. to be, but what I'm seeing is somebody has to be. How does I do this all the time? It's like the, it's the genesis of the Jeff Cameron Show PR firm. How does somebody not say in that moment that you can't do that? You look like a. I mean, I would, I would say it, Tom. You know, I would. I'd like, no, man, no. I trust me, baby. It's all wrong for you. This is not what we do. You got no chance here. You look. No, I think I can. No, you can't. No, you, you cannot, cannot, sir. You cannot. I say this because I love you. You cannot. Oh, you wouldn't say that to Dabo. I'm saying if I might, if he paid me handsomely and I was there to look out for him. <laughs> so your love can be bought. Oh sure, found all out of our love today. can be bought. It's not real love. Um, that's not real love. I'm saying that you would if you. Okay, so presumably you'd like people around you that both you know are good at their job, but also if we're going to be working together in a role in which I need to trust you implicitly, that I can do so because we do have some foundation from right. which that is born. Dabo, you can talk to me about the drip, but you can't do that on a video. No, and it's in hilarious. fact, I'd rather you not talk to it's me It's hilarious. Drip, yeah. Let, you know what? Let's just leave it as our inside joke. It's hilarious, though. You're funny. <sighs> Don't press send. <laughs> All right, we got to do this. Thank you, ISF. I love you. That was a fun one for you, right? There you go. ISF's like, what the hell? That was different. It was. It was. We're solving the future. Dabo's future. And anybody else older and white and dumb enough to dance around with potential recruits on video and to say drip. Now it's time to look at probables. North Florida Payroll Services. Yay. Let's get older and whiter. Locally owned for nearly 15 years, offering payroll and HR services, including full online applicant onboarding and integration into payroll. Save your company money and headaches today. Head to NorthFordPayroll.com. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. Boom, 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 boom. Ah, I pull it up, and I already know. Oh, I already know. Wow, look at this. The Pirates have given up all of one run through seven innings to the Brewers and trail. Mm. One to nothing. There you go. I am about done with that. Pro- oh, my God. You're still, uh, what, after today you lose, you're only two games under 500? Yes, but you can't go. I mean, Jose Quintana's out here throwing a complete game. Two hitter, and we're going to lose. That creek can roll, man. <laughs> oh, Padres, Reds, Nick Martinez, Tyler Mahal. That game is 5-2 to two Padres. Brewers, aforementioned, one to nothing over the Buccos through seven. Freddie Peralta, Jose Quintana, that creep can roll, man. Rockies, Phillies, Austin Gomber, 3 to nothing. Phils in the sixth. Zach Wheeler spinning a gym. Marlins, Nats are in the seventh tied at one. It's a let's not score any runs day in Major League Baseball. We got Trevor Rogers and Patrick Corbin. Orioles Yanks are in the fifth. That's two to one Baltimore. Bruce Zimmerman, Jamison Tyon. The fighting show fells. Mariners Rays are tied at one in the sixth. Nobody can score this afternoon. Chris Flexen, Jeffrey Springs. Tigers Twins, bottom of the fifth, two to one. Twins. 
Tariq Skubal, Bailey Omber. Astros, Rangers, Justin Verlander, Martin Perez. They're in the third, and it's nothing to nothing. Royals, White Sox, Brad Keller, Michael Kepka, Kepik, Kopek, Kepik, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Garrett Whitlock, Alec Manoa, uh, Guardians, Angels, Cal Quantrill, Reed, Detmers, Reed. Cubs, Braves, Drew Smiley, Kyle Wright, and finally D-backs, Cardinals, Humberto Castellanos, Dakota Hudson. That's a look at those. The showers out of the bump. Good job, Tom. Good job, Director Matthew. Thanks, David Hale. Thanks to all of you. Be good, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.